Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. My dear listeners, J-Rod Concerts family, welcome to a very special episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez, guys, and we are absolutely humbled and we are absolutely honored to welcome one of our favorite friends of the show, the legendary Judy Collins, one of the most impactful cultural treasures in American musical history returns to our show for the first time since fall of 2020, guys. And uh, we just love talking to Judy. And she is celebrating a brand new album, ladies and gentlemen, Spellbound, out February 18th. And honestly, it finds Judy in the midst of an artistic renaissance. It features 12 new songs. And listen to this. It is the first album in her storied career that she writes all the songs in a new album. And they are just absolutely wonderful. The, the tracks are majestic. They're full of stories. And they paint a picture that Judy has always wanted to paint. It's a beautiful album. Um, really a, a high watermark of artistry and personal evolution. And in a life and career brimming with milestone moments, this it's just unbelievable. You know, she's been writing for half a century, but this, but now this is the first time she does a full album of it. And what a wonderful conversation we had with Judy. I mean, not only did we talk about the songs in the album and the inside stories of the songs, but Judy graced Grace us with relationship advice. Judy shared with us what it was like to grow up in Colorado and the outdoors. Judy shared with us her thoughts on Spotify, Joe Rogan, and artist rights. And trust me, guys, you don't want to miss this. This is an absolute instant classic. And we are so honored that Judy is back on the show. Check her out on the road, too, because she is still touring and being as good and active as ever. Check judycollins.com for dates. And let's get straight to it, guys. The legendary Judy Collins back on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hi there. <laughs> Look at you. There you are, Judy Collins. Always yes. a great day when we get to talk to a legendary Jerry Col Judy Collins Judy, we love you so much. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And you look phenomenal. One of the greatest, of course, singers of all time. And the fact that you're being here promoting your wonderful new album, Spellbound, means a lot. You look wonderful, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're coming off the high of listening to some of your new songs, like When I Was a Girl in Colorado. Wow, Judy. I mean, and I, unbelievable. And I have a million questions for you, but I have Good. to tell you, Judy, I was reminiscing this week when I was 13, I had no money. My parents gave me a few dollars for allowance. The albums I had, I had two albums. I had Sgt. Peppers and I had, can you guess the other one? Wildflowers. So oh. absolutely, absolutely. That's <laughs> it. I mean, you go through your catalog, it's insane, but it's just spectacular. And this new edition, Spellbound, Judy, I mean, your 29th actually may be one of your best, if I may say so myself. Actually, the number 29 is a number which has sneaked in there. I have no idea why. It's more like 50 
too. <laughs> even there you go. Even more impressive. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So, so where are you coming to us from, Judy? Are you in your apartment in New York? I'm in my apartment in New York City. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, and the first single of, of this new album, When I Was a Girl in Colorado, Judy, you make it sound so magnificent. I mean, it makes us want to go to Colorado and kind of oh. experience that carefree joy you had in Colorado. Just beautiful. Does does this feeling ever go away, Judy? Like, do you still feel as alive when you're hiking in a trail in the summer or watching sunsets come down as you did when you were a little girl? Oh, yes. It's very much the same. I love going to Colorado. I always get a feeling there that I don't have any place else, actually. Uh, I don't know what it is. You know, some people might say, well, it's the altitude getting at you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's emotional and, and with the memories of all the things that happened there in my life. And um, it's a very special place. People get, they get, they fall in love with Colorado and they want to go back again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and by the way, Judy, this new album is the first album. And correct me if I'm wrong, in your storied career that you write all your own songs. And um, that, that is correct. OK. And you've talked about how your songwriting started. You've talked about it before. It's an epic story. So I'm sorry if I'm barging on it again. But the story says that in 1966, Leonard Cohen made a special trip to your apartment to play his song Suzanne. And while there, he asked you, why weren't you writing your own songs? Is that what happened? That's what happened. And uh, he, what he said was, I recorded it. And then he came back to me and said, well, now you've made me famous. <laughs> and I want you and all these other singers to sing my songs. And I said, well, of course we will. They're wonderful songs. But then he said, I don't understand why you're not writing your own songs." So I ran home to my piano. And I sat down and started noodling around and I came up with a song called Since You've Asked, mm. which was my first song that I ever wrote. And, you know, other than before that, I think I was the only person in the folk scene, maybe even Jean Ritchie was writing her own songs, but I wasn't. So uh, it was a remarkable thing to happen. And then I kept writing and actually on Wildflowers, the album that you had, I had my first song, since you've asked, I had Albatross. Yeah. And I had a, a song called Skyfell. Um, Albatross is still a song that I go back to. And of course I sing since you've asked. So, and from then on, I've always written songs, sometimes a few, sometimes a lot. There was an album called Voices that had a lot of my songs on it, but it never got produced as a real album. And it was on some funky, company that didn't do anything with it so it really doesn't count right it doesn't um, count. so yeah. it's been it's been amazing to be able to get this out i must say i love it i love it judy i i feel like in many ways you know like your um your creativity almost has never been higher i feel like you could like write a symphony today if you wanted to like am i right or am i wrong the the um the creativity and the activity in the last 10 years has been quite remarkable. Uh, it's been involved with uh, right, doing an album of duets, which I never did before. Yeah. Doing a, a big uh, Sondheim uh, album with orchestrated all the songs that I love. Doing a duets album with, uh, with, um, with Ari Hess that we wrote mm -hmm. together. 
Yeah, nominated. And, uh, and an album called um, uh, Winter Stories with a group called the Chatham County Language got me a, a, a number one billboard slot for a while. Look at you. Look at you. So, yeah. so really, and then writing this whole album and getting it out. I mean, it really has been. They, ha they have some, there's some research right now about the the aging female brain and it's not it may be not just women it may also be men i'm not sure how i whether i've got that story straight but it does say something about the ability to connect things in a way that you didn't have before it's some sort of transformation of the brain wow. and it's working it's working <laughs> Listen, I believe it. I, I love it. I, I mean, absolutely. And another epic, epic song here in this wonderful album, Judy, is Thomas Merton. I mean, uh -huh. I just love the way you tell these stories. I mean, you have this American author, Monk, also a potent force in the anti-war movement. He's attending this conference in, in Thailand. And after giving a talk, he accidentally, as you know, officially electrocuted himself and, and they found him dead in his room. But you raised the question. Is this what really happened? I mean, I love how you get listeners to just think about stuff like that, Judy. Well, I was curious, you know, I, I loved his book, The Seven Story Mountain. And so, and I read, I, during the pandemic, I was reading Thomas Merton every day. I was reading his, uh, his book of meditations. And so one day I thought, I wonder what other people are thinking about Merton. I mean, if he died in 68 and his, his books, he, he wrote 70 books and, and, Mid, uh, Seven Story Mountain sold a million copies right away. So he was really a hot writer and a monk. To... And I found one thing I found was a declaration by the church, by the Catholic Church, that Thomas Merton was never going to be sainted mm. because of his objection to the Vietnam War. Mm. Well, of course, that made me, immediately made me his best friend. <laughs> he was a consummate war, anti-war presence. Yeah. So I'm reading away about him in this Google note. And then it says that there's a book out, which was published in 20, 2015, called The Martyrdom of Thomas Merton. Mm. I got it. I read it. And I found out that these this couple of writers had found out that First of all, there was no autopsy. They yeah. sent the body immediately to uh, Louisville to his, his uh, Gethsemane, which was the name of his uh, monastery. Sure. The person who discovered the body disappeared and was never seen again. Mm -hmm. uh, Thailand was crawling with CIA because mm -hmm. the Americans were using the landing gear, landing uh, strips in Thailand okay. fly out the bombing uh, sorties to Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. And they found evidence of photographs of his body and they found bullet holes in the head. Mm. So you, you know me, I'm a, I'm a conspiracy therapist. <laughs> from way back and I'm, I'm very not i'm very unsure about yes. the killer of jfk very unsure yeah so i had to write a song which leaves it as a 
I don't. I didn't want to lay it out completely. I wanted. Right. I won't talk about the finale, the end of it, but it makes sense. You know, all these guys. This 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 anti-war fever was making a real dent on on the powers that be in the in the American government because they didn't want anything to do it. They didn't want anybody around who was talking about it. Sure. They had, sure. They had a war to fight. They had a war to win. They had people to draft. And they didn't, they all believed in what they were doing like idiots. They were total idiots anyway. So it all it. made sense to me. And I thought, okay. So I got, I became haunted by Thomas Merton's spirit. Oh my God. What, 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 uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it's really a powerful song. I'm so happy that you got to share this. And I think a lot of people are really going to start digging into it, you know? So I hope so. Yes, it sure will, Judy. Uh, Judy, changing gears for just a second. Let me get some advice from, from you, for me and for my audience. I mean, uh, and this is, I mean, look, you've been with the great designer Louis Nelson now since 1978, married mm -hmm. since 1996. There is a commitment epidemic in North America. I don't know if you know this. Marriages are not lasting. Young people are not being able to connect. Like the numbers are like, are scary. And, and, I, and I mean this, like, especially with younger generations, what is your secret, Judy? Like, what pearl of advice can you share with me and, and like to my audience about, about a healthy relationships, you know? My, my granddaughter called me about a month before she got married last year. She's now 34. And she said, I want to ask you a question. She said, how do you do it? <laughs> So I said, the best piece of advice I can give you is to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, my God, Judy. <laughs> love it. Love it. I mean, I think that says it all. We love it. Great, great answer, Judy. I think that speaks for itself. I mean, well said. Well said. Um, oh, my God, Judy. And, you know, pivoting to social activism, you know, like you said, it's always been such a core part of you. You're always asking interesting questions, whether it was in the Yippie movement in the 60s, abortion rights, landmines with UNICEF in the 90s. You know, what keeps you up at night nowadays, Judy, in 2022? There's, I mean, there's a lot of things, but is there something that you're passionately, like, just, you know, keeps you up at night now? Rodman. Mm. <laughs> the guy on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not even probably saying his name right, but he drives Rogan. Me crazy. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, like the, the misinformation, the platform, is it? The yeah. very idea that somebody could be interested in, in advancing a theory that is causing damage to the communities and the hospitals and making people die. I mean, the very idea of this is so, sure. uh, to me, it's the sign of an unhinged mind. Frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Judy. Judy, and, and you know, since you mentioned uh, uh, Spotify, like, what do you make of, I, I mean, this has opened a conversation about, and thank you, you're being so good with your time, Judy, thank you. Just a couple more questions. You, oh, you, thank you. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Spotify, you know, this has opened the conversation to how artists are getting paid pennies in uh, online. You know, what, what do you make of this, Judy? Because I feel like when you were starting out and, and, and people like my age, even like an album, like Wildflowers was like an event. 
It was like the whole thing, it was an experience and you and the artist got their proper economical due. What no, do you make? No, they, they didn't? didn't. No, oh, not Guilty. True. Guilty. And part of the, no, it's something that most people do not know. Most artists do not know. The people that get paid on terrestrial radio, of course we got paid when you bought the album in a store, but when you heard the song on a radio, only the writer of the song gets paid, not the singer. Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I get it, but it does not make sense, right? We're the only country in the world that does not have a performer royalty right. So 82 years ago, when the bill was passed in Congress, ever since then, all of our agencies like the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Grammys have been fighting in Congress to get that bill changed. We're the only country in the world that ha doesn't have a performer's uh, royalty. That's incredible. The, uh, the other countries that don't have a performer's royalties are the Sudan, China maybe, but everybody else has a performer's royalty. But if, if an Englishman or a Frenchman or an Italian has a hit record here, they don't get paid a royalty either because we don't have reciprocal, which means that we don't get, we don't get paid when we do a, do a, a when you, if I've had hit songs in, in uh, England, I don't get paid. Yeah. Because it's reciprocal. So they don't want to pay my royalty if, if their artists don't get royalties on theirs. And today, because of the insanity in big business managing the music business, first of all, the Napster tried to, tried to make all of our music free. So nobody got paid. They were unsuccessful over time. With, with Spotify, what they do is they make a deal with the record label. They don't directly go to the artist. Sure. And so we don't know. Now the boys have said, and Neil has said too, we're trying to get, we have, we're all on the same big organization. I mean, there was uh, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash are, are Atlantic, I'm Electra. So it's, it's the Warner Brothers umbrella. Right. So Spotify makes the deal with the record label. We don't really know what that is. And we don't know what we get paid. If we did get anything, we get it through the record label. Where it is in those numbers, Whoever knows in the world and this minuscule amount. So it, it, it brings up, uh, they, they, they have taken advantage just as this bill has taken advantage for 82 years and made our lives a struggle. Right. The lives of the performers. Now all the writers and all the people who publish the songs, they get the royalty, we don't. And I went to Washington to protest this a few years ago and I was there with Sam Sam Moore, who's had many hits, Sam and Dave. Absolutely. And his, and his wife said to me, the last time we were here doing this, we got death threats. The radio lobby for terrestrial radio, ABC, CBS, NBC. Wow. The old stations before uh, the internet got hold of radio stations. Um, she said, we, we got death threats. And 
this is this is a huge lobby, a very powerful lobby, the radio lobby. So sure. but now in 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 the Congress, there's a bill now that has been proposed by a congressman named Connors, I think his name is, and it's get it's being heard now in all kinds of formats. They're getting opinions, it's getting talked about. There was a piece on C-SPAN about it. It's an effort now to change that law and to give performers the two pennies, which is what it is. Yeah. There are basically four pennies to deal with in the distribution and the playing of a song by a radio station. And two of them have gone uh, through eternity for us to the record label. Mm. And the other two pennies go back to the radio station. They don't go to the performance. You know, wow. even, even Frank Sinatra's daughter. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. Nancy? Nancy. Nancy Sinatra is the first person who wrote about this in the New York Times a few years ago. And I said, hooray for you. Finally, somebody is bringing this to light. And I'll tell my friends who are performers. I once, I called Bette Midler a couple of years ago and I said, are you aware? that when you sing a song written by somebody else, you're not, not getting paid on the radio play? And she said, oh, that's impossible. That's outrageous. Yes, it is outrageous. It's outrageous. That's the word. It's outrageous. It's why I will be on the road for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, Judy. Oh, my God. I don't God. object to that. I mean, I love my work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it, it is the kind of thing that lends a kind of terrible permission to a company like Spotify that they think that they can get away with this. Now, Absolutely. Neil has brought it up as a political uh, objection. Sure. Um, and who, who knows, he may, Atlantic may have a different deal for him with Spotify. He may be in fact paid more than we know. Who knows, I don't know. Yeah. Mostly the record labels know, but we don't. Because we're, we're not in the midst of that conversation. They no. don't get to deal with us. Wow. That's that's incredible. Especially because, you know, I mean, music is just more important now than ever. I mean, so it's it's um, it's outrageous. It's yeah, outrageous. I, I understand that one of the reasons that a lot of people write all of their own music all the time is because they know that. Barbara Streisand used to reach out and get a piece of the writer's royalty. And we yeah. used to thought she was cheating. Turns out she was just smart. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Judy, you have said it all. You have a busy afternoon, but <laughs> oh my God, Judy, we look, look, it's just another opportunity to tell you how much you, you have meant to music. You've meant to me, to, to everybody. Always an honor, Judy. Spellbound. What an album, Judy. Congratulations. Thank you. And we hope to see you back in Nashville, you know, hopefully play oh, yeah, the right. I'll be here. I'm coming out. I'm coming to Nashville to sing with the orchestra. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. Okay. I think in I think in March. I'm not sure when that concert is. Okay, we'll 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 check, but we would love All to say right. hello, but absolutely yeah. thank you so much, thank Judy. Thank you. God bless. Enjoy God bless. the album. Thank yes, you. Yes, take care. Bye. This has been the J Rod Concerts Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.